books on books on the brain. <laughs> Welcome back to Books on the Brain, a podcast of books and nonsense. My name is Danielle. I'm Carly. And I'm Deirdre. And we are back. And Hi. sounding like a unison duck quack. That was pretty cool. We all went wah at the same time. It's pretty nice. Uh, how's everybody doing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How's everybody doing tonight? Um, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, baby. Just living life. Amazing. You know. Living life. What's wild is when we're recording this, it's before book talk event. And we're like getting really hyped to do this live podcast. So when this comes out be a month old. It'll be exactly a month since Dang. book talk event. Time has no meaning. Not I hope it was I good. <laughs> I'm sure it will be amazing. <laughs> That's it, man. Hell That's yeah. it. All right. I think we're all a little uh, unhinged right now. <laughs> um, uh, we're talking about audiobooks today. Uh, yes, we are. We're all kind of yes. relatively like newish to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're doing this because we did get a request. We did. For it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. We did. I I don't have the keep talking. And I'll find uh, it off the top of my head. Um, uh, but one of our listeners commented on one of our recent Instagram posts uh, that they would be interested in us doing an episode dedicated to audiobooks. Maddie underscore Lee underscore fourteen. Thank you, Maddie. Oh. Thanks, Maddie. Uh, and so. We, all, all three of us, I think, have gotten into audiobooks in the last year, no? Yeah, I have, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I was going to give a, a precursor, like a little uh, precursor that audiobooks are subjective. If our opinions of an audiobook yes. do not align with yours, that does not mean the audiobook is bad. It just means that our personal preferences are different than yours. Uh, there are some objective things about audiobooks that make them easier to listen to or easier to understand, but... Other things you'll see as we kind of are talking, uh, it's just our own opinion, and everyone's entitled to them unless they are hurting someone, and then you can't have that opinion. Sorry. Yeah, and I have found in talking to people about audiobooks over the last year that, oh, sorry, my fan's been on this whole time. It's okay. (laughs) Anyway, in talking to people about audiobooks, it's really interesting to see where people's like differences and likes and dislikes Mm -hmm. lie like some people have really strong preferences on narrators um like they prefer a more masculine Mm -hmm. voice to a more uh effeminate voice um some people like can't do accents speeds of audiobooks (laughs) Mm. uh, is really fun to talk about people with um But I'm excited to do this episode because I love talking about the audiobooks that I read, uh, especially when... You just said something backwards, but it's okay. It's fine. You'll find (laughs) it as a little little Easter egg when you're editing and be like, what? (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Because we both, both me and Carly, like, nodded, like, yes. And then we were both like, wait, (laughs) wait, what? Maybe we should just get going. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, man. Who gets into some structure? Um, 
Great. What's our first, what's first on the docket, Deirdre? First up, we are going to talk about our auto-listen narrators. Um, something that I personally have been trying to do more when talking about the audiobooks that I read is acknowledging who the narrator uh, mm-hmm. was because they really are the thing that keeps an audiobook together. And when it is done well, um, it is fantastic. And I have very quickly found a handful of narrators that I will absolutely listen to any audiobook that they put Retweet. out. Um, does anybody want to go I've got first? two. And then uh, I got two okay. right off the top. Uh, one is Rebecca Solar, who, mm. uh, you know, sometimes you learn new things, even though you should probably know things already. Uh, but <laughs> I just found out when I was looking up what Rebecca has done that two of my favorite audiobooks are done by her, but I did not put those two together. Uh, but she does all the Lunar Chronicles, Lunar Chronicle books, all of the Renegade series, and Heartless by Marissa Meyer. So all the Marissa Meyer books she does the audiobooks for. Uh, as well as Sadie by Courtney Summers. Uh, for anyone who's read Sadie, she did the audiobook with a couple other people uh, were part of that as well. And she also did the audiobook for the Carvel series, which I also love. Um, she's great. She also does like voice acting for like anime uh, and like ca- cartoon shows. And I think that kind of tr- like translates in the way that she reads audiobooks. I find she's extremely expressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I jive with that. And then my other one is Natalie Naudis. I believe I'm saying her last name is yes. correctly. Uh, she, yeah. um, I'm in love with her, I think. I think we're going to get married. Uh, I don't know if she's married. <laughs> Even though she's I already think, married with uh, kids. I think we'll just try to get married, probably. Uh, yep. I, yeah, I yeah, think so. I support that. Uh, I literally could listen to her speak to me for the rest of my life. Like, she has me narrated... Too. And it's, it's this amazing thing because I love the books that she's narrating, but I love her voice, too. So it's this beautiful marriage of, like, mm-hmm. I love what she's reading, but I love the way that she's reading it, too. It's amazing. Uh, she's done One Last Stop, Realm Breaker, She Who Became the Sun, The Bone Shard's Daughter, I Kissed a Girl, Sky Hunter, and The Chosen and the Beautiful. So she's done, like, so many books recently. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's fabulous. And she's on TikTok, too. You can go yeah. find her on there. But I... Just love how each of the characters are so distinct without her putting on, like, a caricature voice. Sometimes I find audiobook narrators will do, like, big, silly voices. And you're like, no. She finds, like, small, distinct, detailed ways to make her characters sound different. And it just makes them seem so real. Uh, It's fabulous. She's fabulous. She also has, like... The, like, because <laughs> I've listened to two kind of back-to-back sapphic books re- uh, read by her. And for, like, one of the characters in both of the romantic coupling, she'll do, like, a little bit of, like, a gravelly, sexy voice. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, man. It's just, like, it's, like, I you get such a visceral image in your mind of what this character looks like when she's talking and using the voice. I'm like, motorcycle jacket, combat boots. Probably, like, walking in real cool to a joint. Probably has a motorcycle license. I'm like, yeah, I'm just in for the ride. Those are my two auto auto listen, always. Nice. I will pretty much read, like, or listen to any book that is narrated by the author. Like, automatically, like, it is mm-hmm. a given. Like, I'm like, give it to me. I want to know. Because I feel like you're, like, get, like almost going 
into the story a little bit more. Um, I'm specifically like thinking of uh, Well-Bred Black Girl by Gloria Adam. She narrates the mm-hmm. audiobook and it was probably one of like my favorite audiobooks I've ever listened to just because she added so much more to the story than I think just like any narrator could have. Um, and then also... What is it called? Coraline by Neil Gaiman. He narrates the audiobook, which is like real, Uh, real spooky and cool. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. I also like that it's a man narrating it. Yeah. Because I would assume because the protagonist is a young girl, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it would be a woman. I like that. Yeah, it was uh, was really interesting, but it was really good. Um, And then the other one the only other one I can really think of. I haven't listened to a lot of audiobooks, but the ones that I have, like I've really enjoyed them. Um, Anne-Marie Gideon, who narrated Malice um, by Heather Mm. Walter. She just did such an amazing job of like encapsulating each individual character like differently and not making them all like kind of flow together. So, and Mm -hmm. like really like expanding because it's a, it's a very like expansive world. Um, So she did like a really good job of making it all understandable. So yeah um i have three uh so uh one two of them i have talked about on the podcast before one is julia whalen who narrated malibu rising and the invisible life of Ali larue and was one of the narrators on the seven husbands of evelyn hugo i just think julia is a fantastic narrator um especially with malibu rising and the way she was able to keep up this like roving point of view and didn't slip into like caricatures like you were saying of these characters like each character was very distinct um and it was just so enjoyable to listen to um and i she does a great job on the addy audiobook um january lavoy another fabulous audiobook narrator uh listened to the Ten Thousand doors of january and then uh oh what was the second book that i listened to her in the Karen feeding of ravenously hungry girls. She was one of the uh, several narrators on that audiobook, and um, a new fave for me is Barry Krynick, who did Perfect on Paper, uh, which I have talked about on the podcast, and um, I just listened to We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. I think that's how you say her last name, um, and. This was one where I really didn't like the book, but Barry did a really excellent job with the narration that it was like this constant push and pull of like, I'm enjoying listening to it because the narrator is doing a really wonderful job, but at the end of the day, I'm not enjoying the story. Um, And so those are mine. We all chose lots of women and I like that. Heck yeah. A lot of women. Uh, there were I I remember in one of my lives on TikTok a little while ago, it uh it was when I had really started getting into audiobooks and mm-hmm. we were talking about them and a bunch of people were like I will only listen to audiobooks narrated by men. Ew. Uh, oh. I thought you were gonna say and women. I, I was, was like, like, yeah. Ew. <laughs> no men. And I was like, that's a choice. I was like, I think you're severely um pigeonholing yourself. Because yeah. there are a lot of women that narrate audiobooks that are really good. <laughs> I think, like, for me, um, I I primarily, like, err on the side of listening to books read by either, like, women or female-identifying people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, growing up, all my teachers were female. My mom was the only one who read to us. So I'm so used to, like, women reading to me that I'm like, 
I don't want to, I don't like it. I don't like the way men's voices sound. <laughs> I'm like, just give me a nice soothing woman's voice, yeah. please. Thank you. I feel like it like reaches some part of my brain that like is like, this is an annoying sound and I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not. Men are best when they are uh, silent. I don't have the narrator in front of me. This is so bad. But the guy that did Seven and a Half Deaths of Evil in Hardcastle actually did a really good job. So I'm going to be bold and vulnerable and honest on this podcast right now. I got that on my Libby app. I got 20 minutes in and said, I cannot listen to this man's voice. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. It's okay. okay. I was confused by the book first off, which is not his fault. I was just very confused. Mm-hmm. It's a confusing book. And yeah. two, I did not like his voice. Mm-hmm. Did not like it. That's fair. But it's okay. I'm glad you liked it. See, opinions can See? be different, and Deirdre and I can coexist in our lives and still love each other. Exactly. Even though I didn't like it and she did. I mean, well, <laughs> what a concept. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so, because we want to end on a positive note with this podcast, <laughs> we are starting uh, uh, preemptively by talking about some audiobooks that we disliked uh, because it does happen mm-hmm. um, where the audiobook just doesn't really do it. Uh, does anybody want to go first with this category? Um, I can go first. I'll be I'll be fast. I swear I'm looking at the time. I'm going to be fast. Uh, mine first and foremost is The Maidens, uh, which just recently came out. Uh, I, I forgot to look up the author's name, so I apologize. The same guy who wrote Alex Michaelides. Merci beaucoup. That's why you do a podcast with other book lovers, because they know the author when you don't. And that's friendship. Uh, (laughs) It appears to me, after Googling it, there's two narrators. And I didn't catch that (laughs) while listening to this audiobook. So that tells you how invested I was Mm. in this story. Um, First and foremost, the accent I... Accents are kind of, like, hit or miss for me personally in audiobooks. Either they really enhance the story and really draw me into the world, or I'm constantly, like, I can't listen to this. And I think it's just personal taste and, like, also, like, where you're raised and what you are, like, accustomed to hearing and listening to. The I had it up to, like, two and a half speed because it was so... The narrator was talking... Narrators were talking so slowly that it felt like it was not going anywhere. Uh, and it's a thriller, so I'm like, things need to be moving a little bit quicker, and I was just very surprised how slow it was. It was very monotone, couldn't get into it, and, like, the setting is in Cambridge, so it's already, like, this dark academia, like, rainy vibes, and I'm like, it just needed more life in it, and it felt like the narrator kind of, like, leaned into the setting more than, like, putting action into their voice. Mm-hmm. It made it, like, atmospheric rather than action-led. That's right, what it right, felt right. like. Um... The second one is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, mm. uh, which is controversial because the audiobook is done by Santino Fantana, who is mm. a Broadway star of Frozen fame. He was, well, he's a Broadway star and he was in Frozen. Sorry, that was misleading. He was Hans in Frozen, the mm. movie, but he's also been on Broadway. Mm. Um, the audiobook was, he is a great actor. But I don't know if it was the source material or him. It just was not clicking for me. So I did not like that audiobook. There's also, like, so many songs. The main the main character is Sn- President Snow, but, like, his victor. 
uh, whose name escapes me right now. She, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Can't remember her name. Uh, but she is a singer, so she sings. So there's all these songs written into the book that he just reads. <laughs> so it feels like, I don't know if y'all have ever done a drama class where they're like, monologue your song and you're like god and like hearing someone try to speak a song (laughs) it's it's impossible because you had a bad day the camera don't lie (laughs) you sing a sad song just to turn it around you're like god it sounds so (laughs) annoying um so that's what it was for like a good chunk of the book it was incredibly annoying Mm. uh there was also lots of parts where like he would try to do like the jabber jays who like echo the yeah they like whatever and he would just like and I, it was just a little things, and I was like, "Please stop." Right. Um, and then the third one is, I want to be very clear: it's not the book. It was just, and not even the narrators. It was just how the book was structured and how the audio book was structured made it incredibly confusing to listen to. It's "Clap and You Land" uh, by Elizabeth Acevedo. Acevedo, thank you. You're um, and they narrate it as a, and also with someone named Melania Louise Marte. It's a dual perspective, and it was not clear in the audiobook, that, the version I listened to at least, when the perspective switched. Oh. And the voices and the characters were similar enough that it was unclear a lot of the time who was talking. Mm. And, like, I listen to audiobooks pretty exclusively when I drive because I am a a person who has a car who has to drive to my job so that is my main time that I can listen to audiobooks and I can't look at my phone being like who's talking right now yeah. so it made the book incredibly confusing to listen to it is a short audiobook it's like six hours or something it's not very long uh but it was like what is happening and because the characters in the book are intertwined in a way they're I, it's kind of a plot spoiler mm. so I won't say but because there, there's a connection between them. It became even more confusing as we went on. Yes. Uh, for me personally. So those are my three. Yeah, I do agree with you on Clap When You Land. I, I, the source material was really intriguing. Uh, but just the structure of the audiobook was very difficult to follow. Um, I have two. Well, kind of. Um... One, the first one <laughs> is uh, A Study in Charlotte by Brittany Calavard. Um, I read this specifically for this podcast. We were doing a retellings episode and I was like, ooh, this seems cool. And I had seen it like when I was younger. I say younger, I mean, like probably five years ago. Um, and I was like, ooh, that'll be good. And so I got the audiobook. It's narrated by Graham Halstead. Um, <clears throat> the book is essentially like... Uh, a Sherlock and what or uh, <laughs> Holmes and Watson retelling, but like it's their uh, like great 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 grandchildren at some hoity toity dark academia school, and I don't know. Anyway, I what I found really difficult about the audiobook was that sometimes the main character had an accent because the main character was from England and so was um, Charlotte Holmes. But then, like, the accent would weirdly just, like, fade away in some spots. And then I got really confused because Charlotte's stayed the same. But then the, um, like, the main characters didn't. And then it would come back all of a sudden. And then I was like, wait, what's happening? Um, 
so it was just like a lot of whiplash of like you're taking me in and then you're taking me out and now I'm sitting here wondering why there's no accent and why there is an accent so it just like took Mm -hmm. me out of it a lot um and I also felt like the pacing maybe this has more to do with the book but like the pacing kind of felt all over the place um it was almost like you could kind of (laughs) you could kind of tell like when the narrator like sat down to do it and then like when he like left and then it was like a new session um Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then yeah, like I don't know. I just like felt like like the energy was just constantly changing, um, and it was really, kind of like what Danielle said about um, one of the books she was just talking about, where like he kind of leaned more into like the atmosphere of the book rather than like the action, because it's like a murder mystery, which like I get you would lean more into the atmosphere, but I don't know. I just I just wasn't for me. I think that like at the end of the day, it just wasn't for me. Um, but it's it's someone's cup of tea. It's not mine. Right. And oh, and then the second one is uh, I don't know if I I don't know. I think it's more the source material for this one. Uh, but it's Blood and Honey by Shelby Maroon. Um, narrated by Holter Graham and Saskia Marvelled. Um, it was okay. It was like a mm. it was okay. I I couldn't get through the physical book, so I got the audio book. Um. I think it was more the source material than anything, though. That's I. I just got the audiobook in on my Libby app, mm. so uh, that doesn't bode well for me. I guess I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like it was. I think it was the characters because the I they were insufferable. Couldn't stand them in mm. this book, so that's probably why. I hope well, you like Gods it, and Monsters is out. You can go pick it up if you are so inclined. <laughs> After that. <laughs> glowing review of the second book (laughs) what about you Deirdre so I have a two um Mm -hmm. one that I constantly recommend this book I do think it is a very valuable book but I unfortunately do not recommend people listen to the audiobook is Surrender Your Sons by Adam Sass narrated Mm. by Daniel Henning uh I have recommended this on the podcast previously and the book is wonderful please Mm -hmm check content warnings it is about a uh, teenage boy who gets sent to a conversion therapy camp um there is murder and um assault uh both uh violent and i do want to say there is sexual assault but that i could be wrong about that um and a whole lot of homophobia um so please, if you are going to read it, check the trigger warnings. Um, and Adam's writing is funny. Like it's mm. it's a very dark comedy, um, gotcha. which is really what propels this book forward. And I think what makes this book as wonderful as it is. However, the narrator put on this really odd Southern accent. Oh. And made the main character, Connor, sound so whiny. And mm. I I wasn't rooting for him, which mm. is a problem. Like, you, you want this character to win. You want this character to come out on top. And mm-hmm. by, like, chapter three, I was like, dude, I can't stand you. Uh, oh. I don't know. And so it, the entire time reading it, um, and the reason I stuck with the audiobook was I was doing a buddy read for it. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to finish the book on time. Um, and instead of switching to reading 
the book. Uh, and so I persevered and something that I had to start doing and has kind of helped in other audiobooks that I've read because, you know, I am in graduate school and it is difficult to stay on top of reading with my coursework. Uh, but what has made that easier is audiobooks. And sometimes it is really hard to separate, you know, what the narrator is doing to the story and what the actual story is. And, yes. um, you know, really trying to focus on, like, what is the author saying? How did the author structure these conversations? Like, what is the content versus how the content is being told to you? Um, And it is very, very difficult to separate the two. Especially Uh, if you've not, like, ever seen the written book. Yes. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yes. Um, And so the honorable mention for this category um, is going to the book that I'm going to talk about in the current read section tonight. So I'm not going to talk about the book too, too much here, Uh, but it is uh, Queen of Coin and Whispers by Helen Corcoran, narrated by Anna Popplewell. And um, I started by reading the ebook and then I started listening to the audiobook and I kind of flip-flopped back and forth and by the end I was exclusively reading the ebook. Um, The book is told in two perspectives and the thing that I found the hardest was that the two characters sounded exactly the same Mm. from this narrator and it was really hard to tell who was talking uh because i do listen to audiobooks at kind of a faster pace i usually miss it if at the beginning of a chapter the narrator says like when the chapter title is who the pov is um so the main characters are leah and zanya and like I'd be in the middle of a Zanya chapter and like just now realizing that it was oh. a Zanya chapter. Um, and so that kind of made it a little bit difficult. Um, and I just found that I, I was enjoying the book a lot more when I was reading it with my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if, uh, that's like a, I don't really jive with the way this narrator narrates or if that could be, have been remedied by having a second narrator yeah you know mm-hmm. i don't totally. know our next category we switch things up what have we loved what uh, what have we adored natalie natas that's who i adore <laughs> uh, literally though like i i cannot express enough that if you have not given yourself the pleasure of listening to an audiobook done by natalie you need to do it um specifically i'm currently almost finished with i kissed a girl um which is fabulous and done by her Mm. Uh, also one last stop i think like the experience of reading one last stop for the first time as the audiobook made me fall in love with it more than reading it the physical copy of the book right there was something just so special about Natalie's interpretation of all these characters, because there's so many characters in One Last Stop, but she was able to make them all real people, and I think that's such a, like, that's something I take for granted so much with audiobook narrators, that they're able to make these characters real, and they feel like they exist, and they could be, Mm -hmm. like, you could, you could meet them one day. It's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I'm really loving... I kissed a girl. It's even like one of the taglines for the book is that it 
it's like for fans of Casey McQuiston's writing, mm. and I totally agree. It's totally in the same vein. I- I'm talking about it for my current read, so I won't talk too too much about it. But yeah, I really, really, really loved One Last Stop. Like mm. I was like sobbing in my bed. Oh my god! <laughs> like I don't often cry listening to audiobooks. Right. Um, I'll get the shock. I'll get the happy, mm. happy, the happy. Yeah. Um. But, like, to sit in my bed, like, and to the point I got myself so upset that I was, like, tearing off my clothes and my sweater. So, I'm just, like, laying on my bed in my pajamas, like, sobbing. Yeah. Listening to the end of this story. Uh, and it became, like, a full, like, theatrical experience Aww. in my bedroom. Because uh, it's just so good. I love that. So, if you've not listened to One Last Stop, go do that. Uh, and I Kissed a Girl Anything by Natalie. I think... She's great. Period. That's it. <laughs> um, the one that I love, loved, but am currently reading, um, I'm about, I'm like almost done it. Um, is Crown Chaser by Rebecca Coffendaffer, narrated by Reba B U H R. Reba McIntyre. <laughs> right. Uh, B U H R. How would you burr? B U H R burr. By Reba Burr. Not okay, like it's a space opera, so like I already love it. Um, it essentially takes place in the year 4031. Um, and Alyssa, the main character, has been like trying to like outrun her family's legacy her whole life. Um, her mother like sacrificed herself for like peace upon the quadrant, and her uncle is like the emperor or something, and then he, he gets gravely ill and dies. And he essentially, instead of having her inherit the throne he sets a crown chase to happen which is like all of the prestigious families within their empire have to pick a member and then like go find something um and they haven't done it for like seven decades or something like or like something like that um anyway it's it's, it's a lot and that's why i like to listen to like space opera audiobooks because i find it's like easiest for me to digest what they're saying um and I think that the narrator, like, it, like literally, like, the best narration I've listened to so far. They perfectly um, encapsulate each individual character so well. Like, it's not just, like, doing a deeper voice or, like, doing a higher pitch voice. It's, like, a whole different voice in and of itself, like, with different mannerisms, different, like, accents. Like, every- it's so good that, like, I genuinely felt like there were different, like, narrators but it was just one person um and like really added like the voices really added to the characters um and I think it's it's interesting because a lot of I was like looking up like how to become an audiobook narrator because I thought it was interesting um and a lot of people think it's just reading but like you actually have to have like an acting component and so I think that hers like just like jived really well with this book yeah and like her energy was like very consistent throughout the book which I liked and um I feel like it was, like, the definition of, like, she understood the assignment. <laughs> like, she, like, she really, like, they, like, really knew what they were doing when they went into it and, like, really brought the story to life. Yeah, that's, that's it. I can't find the other part, but yeah, it was, it was really, it's really good. I'm really liking it. Um, it's, like, it's the first audiobook I've picked up in a while. Um, so the narrator's doing great and I'm going to do some recent research and find out other audiobooks that they've done because I, I really, really like it. So, yeah. Nice. Woo-hoo. Um, 
so obviously I put Malibu Rising by Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins Reid, narrated by Julia Whalen on this. Uh, I won't talk too exhaustively about it because I feel like I already have, but I just adored that audiobook so much. I like felt like I was in California mm. in the late 20th century because it goes back and forth between the 70s and then 50s and 60s. Um, I really liked it. Uh, But the other one that I have on here is Ray Bearer by Jordan Afuego, which I feel like I haven't uh, expressed my love for this book enough. Uh, And the sequel is coming out in a couple weeks, which is so exciting. It'll be out by the time this um, episode comes out, which is very exciting. Uh, And that was narrated by, and I am so sorry if I say this wrong, uh, Waruke Opia. Um, And I think the thing that made me fall in love with this audiobook was that it is a complex high fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful YA high fantasy the magic system is intricate, the world is vast, the characters are complex, and the relationships between the characters are complex. And I'm always a little bit hesitant going into a high fantasy audiobook when I don't have the book to read. Mm -hmm. Um, But this narrator was so freaking good. Mm, I, I was sold. (laughs) <laughs> from like chapter two i was like I hell yeah that. i'm i i get it i i see the world i am fully visualizing it i get who each of these characters are um and it was absolutely fantastic i cannot recommend it enough Yay. i love that mm-hmm. we always uh talk about kind of like <laughs> i feel like because we've all read some audiobooks that we really love um mm. We think these audiobooks are, or we think reading this book uh, as an audiobook is better than reading the yeah. physical book. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just wanted to shout out some more that maybe we haven't talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before. Um, mine I have talked about on the podcast kind of briefly, but I, w- I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the specific audiobook things about it, less about the plot of the book. Uh, but the Carvel series by Stephanie Garber, um, I famously, and by famously I mean, I just know it, um, DNF'd the book in 20, 2020, uh, the first book, Carvel, because I just was not di- jiving with it when I was reading the physical copy of the book. Um, there's something about the pacing of me reading it. It just, my reading speed was not lining up with the pacing of the book. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens. It's not the book's fault. It's not the reader's fault. There's just something about the way you read sometimes doesn't fit with the pacing of the book. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. But it's important. Um, But listening to the audiobook, total game changer for Mm -hmm. this series for me. Um, Rebecca Soler, who did the Lunar Chronicles, all the Marissa Meyer books. Um, She did a really fabulous job of this series. And if you know the Carvel series at all, the first book is from Scarlet's perspective. She's one of the sisters. And then the second two books are primarily from Donatella's 
mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, loosely, but, like, we follow her story. And she's able to separate the two sisters' voices, I think, incredibly well. Oh. Like, it was always clear to me which sister was speaking. And I think that's sometimes hard and mm-hmm. underappreciated in audiobooks is, like, making them sound similar enough that you're, like, I know they're sisters. But making them different that you're not, like, which one is this one again? Right. Um... I, I also, like, crack jokes about this specific audiobook because I listened to audiobooks so quickly. Uh, and Rebecca's, like, a full actor. She goes for it. She'll give, like, crying Oh, wow. Uh, so when you're listening to crying noises at, like, two and a half times speed, sounds a little hamster-y, <laughs> uh, which is not her fault. Again, that's a me thing. I'm listening to the book fast. I can take uh, fault for that. Mm. Uh, but I think she does a really incredible job of building this fantastical world because she's such an animated storyteller, right? Like, there's some audiobooks you listen to that are like, this is a vibes book. She's like, this world is exciting. We are here to explore this fantasy world and there's dark things happening. And she's like, her pace, like, you can tell she's an actor because she's an actor. You can tell she's an actor because we get to these, like, sad scenes in the books and she's able to pace it out like she's acting in a scene like beat by beat and as an actor or even just like as a as a consumer of media and entertainment i'm able to recognize that and really enjoy how she does narrate narrate these audiobooks Mm. Uh, i think they're just i haven't read the other two books the physical copies but the fact that i had dnf this book and was like i don't get what people like about it and i was able to pick up the audiobook and then immediately like I literally think about these audiobooks every time I get in my car, and I'm like, I wish I could listen to them again. Wow. I think about them all of the time. Aww. And, uh, I, yeah, there's just something really magical about them. Yeah. And I think it's, like, a good combination of the world that Stephanie built in mm. her book, which mm-hmm. I, I love. And we get to get another book in September of, like, kind of the same world, which is really Ooh. exciting. Um, Once Upon a Broken Heart, that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's just really great. I think if you are if you saw Caravel getting hyped up on BookTok, because it does get hyped, not so much, like, now, but, like, last year this time, Caravel was huge on BookTok. I think people were like, it's overhyped. I'm like, I think the audiobooks are incredible, and they deserve more hype for this series. The books are great, but the audiobooks are really, really great. Mm, you're making me want to listen to them. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, my pick for this is Little Woman by Louisa May. Saoirse Ronan, right? Saoirse Ronan, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that woman. Whew. I knew it. Chef's kiss. Uh, Louisa May Alcott, uh, narrated by, hold on to your butt cheeks, Emily Bear, Laura Dern, Lauren Fortang, Allison Hirodo, Carly Robbins, and Suzanne Torin. Um, Hell yeah, Laura Dern. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that Emily Bear is the same, like, piano Emily Bear who wrote the Bridgerton musical. Oh. Probably not. I can't imagine she would do that, but. Um, I tried reading this book when I was, like, 11? Maybe? maybe too young well no actually it's not that's the, the exact age range that you're supposed to read this book but um yeah i, I tried and i could just like i couldn't wrap my brain around it like it's it felt too like adult 
for me. I don't know. <laughs> Danielle, what is your favorite? It is women a children's book. The women were way too little at that time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got him. It's <laughs> fine. It's my attempt at a joke. Sorry. Anyway, I don't know. I just like, I, I wasn't driving with it. Like, I think I was more in like a, I was in my Hunger Games phase. I was like, I want fantasy mm. dystopian. Give me a tall. Not this. Um, not and a so, No. Murder, not death. <laughs> different. Different. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, I picked it up like la- like f- before we started, like right around when we started this podcast. Um, and I loved it. I absolutely love the audiobook. I felt like every single like character was brought to life so well by all these different narrators. Like the narrator for Amy sounds so much like the, the same mannerisms as uh Florence Pugh it, that it like it was mind-boggling like is this Florence Pugh it was not but like the same mannerisms like the same like pitch and everything um who if you did not know Florence Pugh plays her in the in the in the movie um but yeah i don't know like i, I felt like it was just so much like more like it was easier to comprehend like what was going on because there are a lot of characters there are, like there's a lot going on there's marmy there's joe mm-hmm. there's meg there's amy there's marybeth like there's so many things going on there's laurie there's his tutor there's his grandpa blah 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 but um i just i felt like because there were so many narrators in it that like it, it really did feel like i was almost listening to a movie like it right. just it was brought to life so well. There's even like whimsical music in it. Like when certain things happen, oh, it's like I'm like wow, what's happening? And like I don't know, it just like completely like took me into the story. And like I was literally like in La La Land. I was like I'm in my mind palace. No one bugged me. I was at the park. I was like no one talked to me. I was surrounded by trees. It was a sunny day. Like it was it was like the perfect uh, equation to listen to the book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just like, I loved it so much. It reminded me of like my childhood of like running around with like my siblings, well, my brother, but, um, and like getting into trouble and like, like sibling fights and like all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was so nice to see it brought to life in an audio version. And I feel like it, if you're like me who didn't jive with the book, like I feel like listening to the audio is just so it's so good. Especially if you like the movie. Like the movie was what sold me. I was like, oh I need to read this book. And then I was like, I don't like the book. And then yeah, audiobook. It was really good. Uh so I have two. One is The City We Became by N.K. Jemison, narrated by Robin Miles. Mm. And I have not finished this book yet. Uh, I'm still kind of in at the beginning. However, I do feel like it needs to be here because this book is so immersive. Mm. Uh, it's it's about New York City. If New York City was coming to life as monsters. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really like N.K. Jemisin is a fantastic fantasy author um and it it the way she writes is like stupid (laughs) stupid good it's like it's it's almost incomprehensible sometimes uh in a good way Mm um and like from the get-go there's like music coming in at certain points like the the uh, character will be like on a subway platform and like a train sound will go by um 
there's moments where like I was trying to explain this to Danielle and Carly a couple days ago and I still can't describe it well but it sounds like the character is stretching like Mm -hmm. like the voice is stretching and like layering on top of itself and it's so freaking cool and it just absolutely enhances this story um so much more than if you were just reading words on a page um and oh god I can't wait to read more of it um I've just not been it's it's one of those audiobooks that you definitely have to and like want to pay attention to constantly while you're reading it um and one that takes up more of my brain space than other audiobooks that I've been listening to so that one's kind of on the back burner right now um and then my other one that I did want to mention is also a classic Um, And it is The Picture of Dorian Gray, um, specifically the version that was narrated by Greg Wise. I had to read it for school last semester, and I had a copy of Dorian Gray um, that was like 10 years old, and I started reading it, but I just knew I was not going to get it read by the deadline of my assignment. So I was like, oh, well, if I listen to the audiobook, I will absolutely get this done. And it had like interlude music on like a harpsichord between chapters. And the narrator was really, really good. There are like a million audiobook adaptations of The Picture of Dwayne Gray because it's so old. Uh, But if I was to recommend any one of them, Greg Wise did a simply fantastic job with the audiobook. Uh, honorable mention to a book that none of us have read. I don't even think it's a book, it's a series, but Jason, when he was on the podcast, said that the Star Wars books oh, yeah. have lightsaber sounds and are, like, fully scored. So, if you are so inclined to read a Star Wars book, perhaps check out the audiobook. Uh, you'll have to ask him what specific book he means, <laughs> because I have no idea. But that sounds cool. Kind of seems like Reader's Theater, right? That's kind mm-hmm, of fun. Definitely. Yeah. You could uh, you could check out our spreadsheet that now exists of all the books that yeah. we talked about on the podcast. Plug it, Deirdre. Plug it. It is on there. So if you didn't know, in our link tree, uh, which is always linked in our show notes and in our Instagram bio, uh, there is now a link to take you to a Google Doc that has a list of all of the books that we have talked about in the current read section on our podcast. We we will potentially be updating that to include all the books that we've talked about in our genre deep dives and deep dive episodes like this one. But for the present, it is the books that we've talked about in current reads. So if you go to um, the, it's right at the top because Jason was like episode three or four for us. Um, it's in there. All right. Best for last. We've babies. saved the best for last. We're on our last category. Woohoo. It's very late. <laughs> We're all just trying to get to the end of this episode. I mean, it's not even that late for me, and I'm, like, crying. (laughs) Just crying because I'm so tired. Uh, So, what are the audiobooks that we've all read, or two out of three of us have read, and think are simply the greatest? I bet you could guess number one. We'll give you a second to think. You're correct. It is Daisy Jones. Uh, obviously i think like we we've all we've we've glowed about this book just absolutely absolutely glowed about this book um it is in my opinion the best way to read this book yeah you get get a full meal deal with this audiobook Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um not often you get full cast recordings so when you get them you cherish them because they are gifts 
Uh, and the style that this book was written in really lends itself to being an audiobook. Yeah, and uh, being and so an audiobook we, with a full cast. Absolutely. So if we have not convinced you previously, let this convince you. Uh, so many people, so many people, probably couldn't even count on two hands at this point, have come up to us online, obviously, <laughs> uh, and said they've read the audiobook, listened to the audiobook. Uh, after hearing recommendations of ours on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and loved it. I have not heard a single person who did not like the audiobook. Yeah. 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 Unless you didn't, I, keep it to there yourself. There was somebody that commented on a TikTok of mine, and um, they only mentioned that they personally have um, uh, a hard time um, understanding like who is yeah. who throughout the audiobook, which I can totally understand. Uh, gotcha. Um, but I do think it's one of those if you were to read the book in front of you while listening to the audiobook, because the book is an interview, mm-hmm. and yeah. the way they directed this audiobook, it it's like listening to a movie. Honestly, it's delicious. It's, it's great. Best. Um, I can't remember number night. two. What's number two? <laughs> I bet you could guess number two if you're at home. Ready? You are correct. It is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo and Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. <laughs> I do not. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I do not endorse the audiobook of Crooked Kingdom. Uh, just kidding. Just Listen kidding. Um, Prank. I, just I, Six of Crows. I, I think the audiobook of Six of Crows is fantastic. However, some of the narrators did change for Crooked Kingdom, and the yeah. choices that were made by each of the narrators were um, interesting ones. They were choices. And um, they were not the right ones. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think that the Crooked Kingdom audiobook even holds a candle to the Six of Crows audiobook, which is unfortunate because they are this same series. Six of Crows, again, full cast recording. Um a little bit different because it's not interview style so you get narrators for each chapter but they are doing all the voices they're reading the, they're doing all the voices in that chapter so a little different but i think and correct me if i'm wrong dear do you think it would be uh easier for someone to if they chose not to read shadow and bone if they listened to the audiobook and read the book do you think they would be more into the world because a lot of people's complaints of Six of Crows is that they're confused or they can't get into the world if they didn't read Shadow and Bone. What do you think? So I think if you are hyper-focused on the magic system and understanding the world that they exist in, then you're going to be confused. However, I think if you just roll with it and you walk into it knowing that this is a misfit gang headed on a heist, uh, you could find yourself enjoying it um there is that little bit at the beginning like literally that um joust prologue chapter um where they're talking about the grisha so you know um might be like a little confused but i feel like by the time you get into like the meat and potatoes of the book you've kind of ish figured out what grisha are um Yeah, I I mean, I'm such a big, like, world-building and magic system person that I would say, like, just go ahead and read Shadow and Bone. It's such an easy read, but um, I also don't think you can't kind of figure it out with context clues. I mean, I I read Six of Crows first, then read the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and then went back from our Crooked Kingdom. And I agree, you just gotta roll with the punches, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I think I would have 
potentially, sorry, Carly, um, potentially enjoyed Six of Crows, or even just understood it more if, like, right. someone was talking me through it. Mm-hmm. And as weird as that sounds, like, just because it was a little bit confusing, so I was like, what is happening? Uh, to have someone talking might have just kept me invested in the story, because it really did take effort to, like, get myself to the point where I was like, I am invested in this, even because I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, Which is, like, a hard thing to, to, uh, to compensate with, right? You're like, I want to like this, and I am liking this, I just don't know what is going on right now. Right. Uh, so I think maybe the audiobook would have helped with that for me, I think. I do get that. Yeah. I read Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom, and then the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Hmm. I remember being confused, uh, but it was also, like, the first series after, like, so, like, book talk happened, and then I was reading Red Queen, and then I was reading Six of Crows, and so I was just kind of prepared to be really confused and not know what the hell was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. So it didn't bug me that much, just because I was like, I know I'm not going to know what's going on, and at the time, I didn't even know that the trilogy was a thing. I thought it, like, the Six of Crows was... Mm. The book. Yeah, I had no idea Six of Crows was attached to Shadow I and Bone until book I don't know why. Book talk. Oh. Why is that not common? Not like it's so weird. <laughs> it's so that funny. People to just me. don't know it's that. Like, so I didn't funny know that. I read Six of Crows because I was like, "Oh, Kate said do it," and I was like, "Okay, bet." But like, why? Why is that not common? Lee, somebody, somebody, do something about this, man. Yeah. What's going on? I, didn't I think even it's because there are a lot of people that are just more invested in the type of story that it is. Because like, I yes, had it recommended to me by my friend Lori, who I believe listens to the podcast. If you're listening, hi Lori. Hey. Hi Lori. Um, and Lori, for years, was begging me to read Six of Crows, like begging, 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 and um. Please no, uh, and uh, they are lip singing, begging uh, the My Jersey Boys skin. song that the has no, been the manskin version. Manskin. Um, covered, manskin. and they're they're like lip singing it at me on Zoom. It's very funny. Um, but when I came on Book Talk, I found out that that, that Shadow and Bone was first, and I was like, Lori how am I going to do this? And Lori was like, I'm not going to read those. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get into it. We're not, we're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to say but like, I, think I that that's the case. Like, I think there are a lot of people that go into six of crows and only read six of crows. Right. You know, I, I was just going to say explore the rest of the universe. Like, but then man, King of Scars would be hella confused. Oh, that, and that's what I mean is like, is like, when people are like, oh, I only read, I'm only gonna read Six of Crows. I'm like, you are disservicing yourself because you are not getting King of Scars. Like, you have to. Like, I'm trying to convince my brother to finish Crooked Kingdom first and then read Shadow Mobile. That's gonna be hard. Um, that is hard. That yeah, is hard. but I don't know. It'll I, be I nice feel when like the TV shows are out. You can be like, just watch the TV show. Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> In a hundred years, when we get the third season, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the spinoff season, as they're calling it. I don't want to talk about that. I'm so angry. If you want to hear us talk about why we're angry about that, (laughs) let us know. Uh, If you couldn't have guessed, uh, it's one last stop by Casey McQuiston. Hell yeah. It's great. Um, I think it is the best way to enjoy this book. What do you think, Deirdre? I mean, I listened to it three times in two weeks. Literally. (laughs) 
That's literally such a mood, though. The second I finished it, I was like, the, I'm I'm not this. kidding. The second I finished it, I turned it on again from the beginning. It's it's just so... And, like, I've been seeing now that like, the hype of reading it in June has kind of died down. I've been seeing people who've chosen to read it a little bit later saying, like, I DNF'd it. It wasn't for me, which is fine. It doesn't have to be for everyone as long as uh, it's not for a stupid reason. Mm-hmm. Um, a homophobic but, one. But, <laughs> yes... But um, I think the audiobook just does a great job of making it like a movie. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like a full, complete story as an audiobook. Natalie um, does a really fantastic job with the audiobook. Like, oh, it's God. It's really great. It's really great. Uh, I just, like, there were so many, mo- like, moments that I was like, I just want to have little, like, s- like sound clips of this. Because it's just, yeah. like, so beautiful. Uh, it's great. I mean, I almost crashed my car while listening to it, so. <laughs> it's. That's I didn't. if I've ever heard. I didn't. Here's the thing. I did not crash my car. <laughs> and in my defense, I was trying to merge onto a highway <laughs> at a very um, high moment of the book. And I there were too many things going on in my brain at once. Um, and thankfully, there were no other cars around. So I was able to merge safely and get my head back on straight. <laughs> I Yeah, we were talking about this off the podcast, but. There's been times that I've been driving my car and I'm like, I shouldn't be allowed to listen to audiobooks when I'm driving because, like, I am a danger to myself (laughs) and others because I will have full-body reactions to things in books. Uh, Like a lunatic. Our number four is one that I actually haven't read the audiobook of. Uh, Is The Invisible Light of (gasps) Out of the Mood by Okay, I've read this one. (laughs) Proud of you. Proud of you. Tell me why it's great. Tell me why I should read it. Sell it to me right now. Take it away, Carly. I don't know. Um, I think that, like, I think that because, like, at, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is, like, such, like, there's so much, um, oh, how do I, there's so much time. Like, you go through so much there time is. in the book that, like, it can feel a little overwhelming. Like I, I know it felt a little overwhelming when I was trying to read it just because like it's written in such like a poetic way and like really fancy dancy cool lines, which I love. Like it's great. Um, but like it just felt like a little overwhelming, like visually trying to read it. So when I turned on the audiobook, I was like, wow, I'm being taken away to this magical land. And um, it was really nice. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people say who were having a hard time reading the book mm-hmm. that by switching to the audiobook it really helped them with the pacing yeah um that when they were reading the physical book they were reading it just so slow that they like couldn't get into the rhythm of reading it yeah but that the way julia narrates it it picks up the pacing yeah um, hmm. to a point that it's like okay i understand like the rhythm of this book and yeah. gotcha. how i'm supposed to be reading it i even convinced my um 60 something year old co-worker to listen to the audiobook and she liked it dang hell yeah so shout out to Pam but yeah um hey Pam great hey job Pam. <laughs> great moves um and number five is kind of a a cheeky answer cause we're a cheeky group of friends uh any audiobook that is narrated by the author yes yeah I think there's something really special about audiobooks that are read by the people who wrote the words mm-hmm. uh there's usually like 
for most of the books, there feels like a naturalness to the reading of the words because it's words from their own mouth, right? Um, I know more often than not, those happen in nonfiction settings when people are re either reading their memoirs or reading, um, I guess, just memoirs. I don't know, man. <laughs> or like, like essays. essay books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know for me, uh, Caitlin Doty, who is someone I've talked about before, she usually narrates her uh, audiobooks. Uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Stories from the Crematory is a great uh, intro to her death-positive uh, canon. Um, she does a really great job of reading her own books. Uh, and uh, Deirdre has a, a, a couple. Yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> highly endorse Becoming by Michelle Obama because it is read by Michelle and she does just a wonderful, wonderful job. And it just feels like you're having a conversation with her and like she's telling you her story and mm. it was wonderful. Um, I did enjoy A Promised Land by Barack Obama, mostly because it was read by Barack Obama. Uh, that that I don't think I would have made it through if that was the case because it, it is a 30 hour long audiobook. Um, and the other one that I really like full chest recommend is Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me. It mm. is a wonderful book. It is read by Ta-Nehisi Coates, and he does a wonderful job. Like, his voice is just so soothing. I think I said this on one of the episodes where I recommended it. I would, like, zone out in the middle of listening to the audiobook because his voice was just so nice to listen to that I'd have to rewind the audiobook and be like, you have to actually listen to the words he's saying. like... <laughs> <laughs> listen to his voice <laughs> that's so funny um and it's a really powerful book and very short it was like a three or four hour long audiobook um so yeah those are just a handful um because that's how i listen to nonfiction as i try and find books that are narrated by the author nice wow we did it we did go listen to an audiobook it's been a minute since we've recorded it. this late, uh, I know. so we're, we're just uh, plowing through, plowing uh -huh. through. Uh, shall we get into our current reads? Yes. Who I'm would so like excited. to go first? Uh, I, I want to go first, please and thank you if that's okay. Do it. Amazing. Because mine is an audiobook. Uh, I'm currently reading I Kissed a Girl by Jeanette Alexander. It is a sapphic, adult sapphic romance, and it is narrated by Natalie Naudis, so we stand, we have to stand. Um, the story follows Lila, who is like a scream queen uh, actress. She's the final girl in this new horror movie that's being filmed, and it's kind of like kitschy, it's got like dinosaurs and stuff in it. It's like one of those horror movies. And Noah, who is a makeup artist who's in school, who quit school to be on set to get hours to be in the union. <laughs> so it follows their, like, meeting. Noah is Lila's makeup artist on set. Uh, and they start having a, like, budding friendship. And then things kind of skirt the line of, like, will they, won't they get together? Um... I love this book. Noah is a Jewish lesbian and Lila is a Jewish bisexual character. 
they both have these really great moments where, like, Lila's new to being out, so Noah takes on the role of, like, I am gatekeeper here, but in a positive way. Like, I'm going to show you the ways in. I'm going to let you into the community and kind of show you the ways around, which is kind of fun. Um, there's also, like, a stalking plot line. It's kind of like a... Oh. I wouldn't say it's a B plot line. It kind of takes uh, a more front seat, especially in the second half of the book. After we establish the relationship between Noah and Lila... Basically, Lila has been getting these, like, threatening emails from a fan who... Slowly, the the emails become more clear that this person is on set with them. And then they go to a remote filming area to film some scenes. Uh And it's like, I loved this uh, temporary tattoo. Or I think it's, I actually hated this temporary tattoo on you today. And she's like, no one would know this, but Uh they saw me in person. Um... So, it's kind of got that plot. I just... I think the audiobook would be better than the physical book, in my opinion. I've seen people read the physical book that I appreciate their opinions. And they've given it a 3 out of 5. So, I think, like, the audiobook is bumped up because Natalie does it. And, like, I just like anything she does. So, I'm excited to see how it ends. I've got, like, 80... I'm, like, 82% of the way through the book. I'm almost done. Um, the book actually came out this week (laughs) on Tuesday, so it is out when this podcast comes out, so if you are so inclined to read a sapphic romance book, uh, check this one out. I think it's pretty good. Wow. Speaking of sapphic romances, um, Mm -hmm. I am currently reading A Lesson in Vengeance by Victoria Lee. Um, so... It is essentially about uh, Felicity, who um, she has returned for her like fourth or fifth year at uh, the prestigious Dalloway uh, Academy up on Catskill Mountains. Uh, It's like century years old, ivory covered, campus was home um to the tragic death of her girlfriend though um so she's no. yes Ooh. so she's come back like four days like i'm i've literally just started it i'm like 30 pages in uh but she's come back uh like four days early before the semester starts because halfway through her senior year her girlfriend died and she just left school um and so uh, yeah. now she's back and she's like ready to face the year she wants to get her diploma she wants to you know yada 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 um but what she's kind of trying to avoid is like this darkness that's been brewing in her that she can't really explain and there's some whisperings around campus that the campus and like the school had some affiliations with like witchcraft back in the day but no one talks about it it's all hush hush um and then in walks ellis who is it's her first year at the school she is a novelist and she's writing her second book no um this darkness that was doing so Felicity. Sorry. That Felicity. I really wanted to know what happened. I was like, wait, invested. Where did I stop? Um, Ellis, the novelist. Oh, okay. Ellis, the novelist. Uh, she is 17 years old and she's writing the second book. Um, 
of her series and she kind of like enlists uh felicity to help her with research they're like ew let's let's do it together and uh Felicity essentially like can't shake the pull that she's feeling to Ellis and they both kind of like uncover what could be the reason behind this darkness that Felicity is experiencing within her um and yeah it's like thriller it's like dark academia it's sapphic it's everything I love um I'm really excited it's like it's like exactly what I read right like I need right now like I feel like I'm in a very like spooky mood um so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Did we all pick sapphic books today? Ooh. Yes. I love that. It. I love that. So I am going to be talking about Queen of Coin and Whispers by Helen Corcoran. Like I said earlier in the episode, I just finished this book the other day and I really enjoyed it. And I actually have not heard anybody speak about this book uh so i'm very interested to know if uh anybody has read it um i found this because samantha shannon who wrote priory of the orange tree was posting about it on her instagram stories and i just the title grabbed me i didn't even know what it was about i was like i need to read this book uh and so Really quick off the bat, I just want to give some content warnings that are inside of this book. Uh, We've got abduction, drugging, self-harm, sex off-page, sexual assault, uh, kissing non-consensual, specifically. Um, Starting with abduction was a hard turn, man! Woo! And torture. (laughs) (laughs) What? You muted yourself. Ending with torture was also a hard yeah. turn. It was a nice sandwich there. My I friend. know. Woo. I know. Uh, so, you know, check the content warnings. If you want more um, context, feel free to message us. Uh, some people have done that for previous books, and I'm more than happy to give you more information if you need it. Um, a lot of them, I don't want to go super in detail because they are uh, big plot points, especially at the end of the book. Uh, so, but just know that those things are in there. Uh, and so this is, I've been calling it like a medieval political intrigue uh, because it takes place in a uh, place that is not on this earth, but mm. uh, there's no magic. So I I personally wouldn't necessarily categorize it as a fantasy, but it is a made up place. So uh, maybe it is a fantasy. <laughs> Hello, this is Deirdre from the future coming to you. I just wanted to say that after we recorded this podcast, I found out what subgenre this book falls into, and it is fantasy of manners. And these books fall at an intersection between fantasy and comedy of manners, and they take place in low fantasy settings with minimal to no magic. So this book is a fantasy book just with no magic. And I did a whole deep dive on my TikTok about this subgenre if you want to learn a little bit more. And we have the new queen, Leah. She is 19 years old. Her uncle has died and she has ascended the throne and she is choosing her, um, people, her ladies-in-waiting, and all of the people that are going to be at court with her, um, and figuring out how she is going to um, handle working with Parliament, because while there is a monarchy that is uh, very uh, prevalent, um, there is also a government that has to work with the monarch. Um, And we also have Zanya, who is a court lady. Um, She is 18. And in this 
uh, I'll call it a world, um, there are levels to where you are in court. So the higher the level you are, the closer you are to the monarchy. So Xenia was born third step, which is quite far away, um, but her father died and her mother remarried and the man she married was fifth step. So she kind of is in this weird in-between space of some people consider her third step because it's how she was born, but she is considered fifth step because of the way her mother remarried. That is just, I'm trying to like, that sounds so familiar to me. And I'm like, this is, this convention is used in another book series. And I'm like, what is it? And you know what it is? The selection. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, why does, I was like, have I read this book? I'm like, I haven't read this book. Why is that? It's the selection. So sorry. What's this book called again? Sorry, continue. Queen of Coin and Whispers. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So it did take me a minute to figure out the steps thing like I'm not gonna lie that was one aspect that I felt like wasn't really fleshed out enough in explaining um but that's just a brief overview for you so Xanya is a lady at court and uh she finds herself becoming the queen's new whispers or spider or spy master whatever you want to call it she she has many titles um and the, the way she came into this position is very interesting, and I don't want to give that away because I think it um, just helps you get into the book more if you find out. Uh, but she also works in the treasury because that's where she was working before Leah ascended the throne. So she is kind of pulling double duty a little bit, working under the Master of Coin while also weaving her spy network and working as Leah's whispers, figuring out who is planning attacks against Aaliyah, um, what they are bringing people from foreign lands because Leah needs to be getting married. And so there are people courting her. Um, and so Zanya needs to be figuring out what's going on in those foreign lands and how they're feeling about the new monarch, um, as well as what is going on inside of the government that is very anti-monarchy. Um, and we have a little romance that blooms um and i think one of the strong points about this book is that it does mesh the romance very well with the story it doesn't feel like a subplot by any means but it's also not the main event either um and the way i've kind of been pitching this book is that this kingdom is um kept alive by secrets and lies but is love going to tear it apart Oh, <laughs> what a poet. You're a writer yourself. Thanks. I'm not. <laughs> uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think where it kind of fell flat for me, because I do think it's important to talk about that, was I felt like the pacing um, was a little slow at times. It is an insanely slow burn, like plot and romance. Um It's also very character driven. So if you are somebody that needs a lot of action and adventure in your books, you might not jive with this one. Like, don't get me wrong. There are moments where I was like clutching my pearls, um, but it wasn't like sword fights and like all of this stuff. And also the way the timeline kind of lined up she did a pretty good job throughout the book being like it's been two weeks since it's been a month since uh but especially at the end 
it really started to uh, not align for me and I felt like the ending was a little bit rushed. However, I do think that it is like held up and bolstered by the plot and character development. I think those were really, really strong. There were also a couple passages where the writing got a little bit clunky. But again, on the whole, it's really beautifully written that I was able to kind of like overlook those. So it's not a five star read for me necessarily, but it was still a really wonderful book and I would recommend it for people that want that like fantasy feeling, but without a magic system. Um, and I believe there's a second book coming out, possibly, possibly. Uh, I need to look into that because we did get an epilogue. So I thought it was gonna be a standalone. <laughs> Is it indie published? I don't think so. I think it's hmm. I think it was just published. Uh, in Ireland, so let me see. Um, Cause it's sorry, no, it's okay. Let me do a quick Google. There is a book that's only been published in the UK, and it's sapphic, and I can't find it anywhere. It's driving me insane. You'll find it one day. I believe in you. Yeah. Like, it, like no one sells it. Buy it through um. Book depository is that? Book depository or Blackwell's. <laughs> Shipping might be an arm and a leg, though, so check that. Yeah. Um, O'Brien Press. Mm. <laughs> oh, so it's amazing. So, yeah, I'm very glad that I read it. Um, and it was... Ex- I'm excited to be reading a book that, like, nobody has really talked about, at least mm, in the yeah. circles that I'm running in, because I do kind of feel like I fall into this, like, oh, I need to be reading what everybody else is reading. Uh, mm. But I also want people to read it, so what I have people to talk about it with. Um, so, yeah. That's Queen of Coin and Whispers by Helen Corcoran. Nice. I've just added Amazing. it to my want to read list on Goodreads. So I saw <laughs> in my little Google really quick. <laughs> um, we did it. We made it to the end of this episode. If Woo-hoo. you made it to this point, please head on over to our Instagram and go ahead and leave the headphones emoji on our most recent Instagram post. And if you're not following us on our Instagram, it is at books on the brain pod. A friendly reminder that our episode upload schedule has changed and we are now uploading episodes every other week. So we will catch you with a new episode in two weeks and we upload on all podcast platforms. And it would mean so, so, so much if you would rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help us out a lot. And if you want to go ahead and follow us on our own social platforms, you can do that as well. I am at Deirdre Rose Morgan on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at d.j.books on TikTok and on Instagram. And if you can find my Twitter, you can follow it. And I am at Carly Rakashi on Instagram and at Library of Carly on TikTok. Thank you so much for listening. We will chat to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.